Hi, I want to welcome you to the show, Christina. Thank you for uh, being on my show today. It's an absolute pleasure and it's something I've been looking forward to. From what I understand. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for giving me this chance to, to share my message. My Always a pleasure. So you're a serial entrepreneur, um, a philanthropist and a mother of two kids. You know, that's quite a uh, task, right? Like you, you know, I'm sure your schedule is always busy and stuff. You're a co-founder with Mind Valley. So with that being said, you decided to write a book. Well, I, uh, I think like many people, I have a lot of different facets and I actually don't think I'm uh, incredibly unique in that. We all have all sorts of different facets. Sometimes we just don't have time for them. And that's, uh, that's a problem. Um, but uh, one of the uh, hats that I wear is writer. I love to write. I've uh, discovered, I mean, I've always liked to write, but there's a difference when you write for work versus when you write because you feel like expressing whatever is happening in your, in your head or in your heart. So yeah, it's uh, for me, it's a natural progression of things, uh, but it is, uh, and also being in the personal growth industry for 20 years, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things which you know will have to happen. It's like uh, when kids are born, they kind of not think about, but they do assume that they will have a family of their own someday and they maybe will have children of their own someday. So I think for me, with the book, it was very similar. I always assumed that there will be a book one day and here it is. Yeah, absolutely. So that is great. I mean, so it comes from passion. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it was not easy, right? Like, I mean, a lot of times people believe that writing a book it's like you just write what's in your head, you put it down, someone just looks over and boom, there's the book. But that's not really the case. So what was your biggest struggle in, in terms of the process here? I think uh, there are different books and different ways to write the book. So um, I believe that writing a book in nonfiction category maybe is a little harder because it uh, probably reminds a little bit of uh, of the uh, papers we worked in, <laughs> we wrote in universities. They have to have... Uh, a certain logical structure, which is not the case, let's say, with poetry or, or fiction. Uh, but in my case, uh, writing the book wasn't the hard part. I think uh, my uh, biggest um, journey of transformation in this process was when I decided to publish it. Uh, well, of course, I wrote the book to publish it, but initially I thought I will self-publish. Uh, and also being a book on how to be authentic, how to be real you, it was a natural choice to self-publish because, you know, then if you self-publish, you make up the rules. You don't need to follow any convention. And then when time came to publish, I felt like I want to give it uh, the best I can. And uh, I decided to go with a traditional publisher. And that uh, that put me at the crossroad where I had to balance my obstinate desire and need to be uh, myself, unique maybe, maybe quirky, maybe basically obstinate. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and the necessity to follow certain rules and certain conventions. And it's not like you have to go one or the other way. It's, it, I said it's a crossroad, but actually you have to find a middle path somewhere between them. I, I get that. And that's, uh, you're right. It could be challenging, right? Because it's going to take away from certain things that you may have wanted and it's not there. But on the other hand, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise in other ways. So 
Yeah, uh, nowadays, uh, nowadays uh, you have so much access to a lot of wonderful talent. So I know a lot of people uh, don't bother if they uh, can't write very well, or you know, maybe maybe they can't put their thoughts very eloquently. There are editors, there are content creators. So if if that's really something what you have, want to do, there are people who can help you, of course. But my book is written by me. <laughs> last first to the last word. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, with that being said, I mean, is this your first book? Yes, the book, yes. Uh, of course, uh, having been in this industry, I have produced a lot of content. I've been on stage. I've had my programs online. I've uh, trained people in uh, live groups. Uh, so, of course, I've uh, I've uh, produced content and also having uh, graduated from university twice, I've created academic papers for that purpose. But uh, as a book uh, with a publisher, that, that process is well that's also not quite the first time i've helped other people with their books a little bit so i'm a little aware of how it works but this is my first my very own yes right now how did you, like you named it becoming flossom mm -hmm. what's the story behind that like how did you get that name it's it's such a an interesting story, and you know people have been asking me that. So I started getting curious, and I went and I uh, I googled uh, the word flossum because I thought it was just a word that you know maybe not very buzzy, but quite uh, self explanatory. And um, I've heard it a few times, uh, and I discovered that uh, it's not yet a word which has acquired its uh, precise meaning. Uh, there are so many different. Um, there are so many different interpretations of this word. And also today I, I got this um, question from one of my readers <laughs> about flossum, which made me realize that maybe I need to put more effort into explaining what it means. But when it comes to the title of the book, uh, I wrote the book and then the title appeared. I generally believe in doing all those things which people see first. I prefer to do them last. You know, the intro to the book was written as the last part of the whole book. The title was found after the book was uh, was ready because it's it's a journey, you know. And when you write, you kind of know what you will write, but you never know where it will take you. And then in the end, uh, in the end, you understand what that book is about. Actually, that makes sense. I, I get that part. I mean, because yeah, you're right. A lot of people try to come up with the title, but then I. Think in a way that takes away from creativity, because then you're trying to write based on the title, not based on the actual experience. And I also think that uh, you know, when it comes to book, uh, everything which is up to a cover is, uh, to a degree, a question of marketing. Although this this title uh, was not uh, put uh, with marketing in mind, but still, very often you have to think about that uh, when you when you give a name to your book baby. But everything which is between the covers, I think, can be completely free of any uh, <laughs> rational reason. If you <laughs> if you feel like that, well, that's my opinion. I don't think my editor completely agrees with me but they let me be a little a little bit weird well that's awesome because that's again your book is about authenticity and that's being authentic so it kind of works i hope so i mean you can't write a book on authenticity without uh without um, feeling at peace with what you have done exactly. uh, and i think uh sometimes when we make decisions between uh you know what's important to me what my needs and desires and values are and what society uh suggests or expects however you want to put it uh you know uh it's um you can't really uh write 
a book about being yourself when you feel that you have to compromise uh, a part of you for the sake of somebody's opinion. But then with that said, I cannot be also completely blind to what uh, the opinion is because a book becomes a book when it finds a reader. And <laughs> if you are uh, on the other extreme of that uh, of that scale, then uh, you, your book might end up just being a personal private diary, which will never see the light of the world. True, that that is a possibility, right? But you never know. Um, and you're right because I mean the idea is not just sharing your experience, but uh, trying to have other people who can resonate with your experience uh, get your version of the story. True. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, I mean, you got into personal development. Um, like, did you always know you were going to be into business or was it one of those things that it sort of just presented itself and you took the opportunity? Uh, definitely not uh, my plan, <laughs> not my intention and not my design at all. Uh, I was born in Soviet Union, so in a very different world, and uh, neither business nor personal growth were uh, a thing. Uh, I don't think they even existed in my picture of reality until I became a teenager and Soviet Union collapsed and some some businesses started uh, started appearing because you know in Soviet days it was illegal to to do business uh so when and and of course in transition years when businesses appeared they were more uh, akin to criminal uh, activities than actual businesses just because it was such a murky gray time uh, in everybody's life so i never had any um healthy uh role models in business, uh, personal growth, similar story. It wasn't punishable by law, but it was frowned upon. Uh, so no, I was planning to be a diplomat uh, or maybe an ambassador <laughs> because I wanted to see the world. And in Soviet Union, that was the only way. And then eventually I was, I, I swayed more towards um, non-governmental or non-profit organizations and, and doing something like that. Uh, but then I got married and I left my career in Estonia. I moved to New York uh, to live with my then husband, Vision, who was passionate both about business and personal growth and started Mind Valley. And since I was again in transition, uh, it was a logical thing to help him. And uh, years later, I suddenly realized that sometimes our life brings us towards our purpose and meaning and, and probably the destiny in some way. Uh, it brings us, through, us there through paths which we can't anticipate and, and and you, you I, when I think back, you know, I've even seen my office um, where I used to work. I can't imagine that life anymore. Well, that's interesting, right? Because you're right. There is a bunch of transitions. And, you know, it sounds like you're very self-aware and <laughs> you're in tune to what, uh, you know, how you're feeling and stuff. It's not just something because sometimes people just push through. Right. And they don't uh, really you know. It's a nice way of you, uh, of you saying that, but I'm very much in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, well, that's great. I mean, like, it, it's a good thing. So, like, are you still involved with Mind Valley or have you? Yes, uh... absolutely. I'm a co founder of Mind Valley still. Uh, there are some divisions in Mind Valley which uh, are still mine in a sense that I have started them. I actually don't. Don't do daily work with them anymore, just because they they're quite self-sustaining. But uh, yeah, I am a part of Mind Valley as ever, and I think I always will be. And yes, we divorced with my um, then husband, Vision. Now, now we are just co-parents. We are partners in business. We're good friends, and uh, it's all it's all still going on, except one little bit, <laughs> which which is not. I mean, we we only divorced as as uh, wife and husband. Everything else we're still doing together. 
Right, right, right. I get that stuff happens, and uh, yeah, okay. So the, the I thought that's what happened, but uh, everything I saw online uh, didn't showcase that. So I was, wasn't sure, and I didn't want to bring it up. But then you brought it up, so that's good. <laughs> so, with that being said, like, where do you see yourself going from here? Like, what is the like next five years like in your vision? I mean, I know things change along the way. But we all have this image of where we think we're going and where we plan. So what's your vision? So for me, uh, the next year is going to be like this dive into the water. And I kind of know what the dive is. And I know the environment where I'm getting into. But I still uh, don't have a very clear idea of what's going to happen. I know that sometimes we think, okay, this is the thing I'm doing. And after this project is done, I'm going to take a step back and just chill. Uh, I don't think that will ever happen because whenever you start a new venture, if you do it with heart and if you do it because it's your mission, uh, things accelerate. I remember when I started uh, Mind Valley branch in Russian language, um, I I thought, okay, I'll just I'll just produce this one program. And then that's it, because, you know, I, I would have done it. It's fine. I don't need to go any further. And now it's um, 13 years, almost 14 years uh, since since I started this business, thinking that it will be just a few years, just produce this one program, maybe two, and then leave it. Uh, we've survived uh, incredible crisis. Even even the war that had has started uh, between our two biggest markets, well, actually one of one of our biggest market attacked our second biggest market. So even that we survived. Uh, so uh, is and and it's bigger and more prominent than ever. And all my plans to just do a little side hustle, as they call it, <laughs> and retire uh, went down the drain because. It is because when you do a business because it's your mission, you cannot really draw a line that that's where I'm finishing. You might change how you do it. I was in Mind Valley in so many different roles, and my role now is very different than what it was from five five years ago. But uh, what what I know for a fact, Mind Valley is not the only thing I do. I also have start, just become a hobby farmer, and I'm starting a family museum, which is a very um, big and overwhelming project for me. But it's super important. So there are a lot of things that I'm doing in addition to mind valley and writing books which is awesome because to be honest that's a true entrepreneur right there right <laughs> it's like you, you have to create it's not just something you do to do something it's for something because you want to do it you want to build and which is fantastic right so i love that you know you have that vision so what i was going to ask you is that in terms of the um in terms of the pandemic, as an example, when that hit, did that affect your business in any way? I mean, I imagine well, it would. You know, it it did and it did not. Of course, it affected the fact that uh, nobody was coming to the office anymore. It affected everyone. It affected people uh, both uh, practically. You had to run business in a new way. And we still are in a different, like, I mean, whatever Mind Valley as a company culture was, is very different now. And that's natural because uh, because for two years we didn't see each other, uh, and our um, events uh, chapter was closed, uh, and we had to adapt. And a lot of people who worked on our events, we put a lot of events, uh, live events, and a lot of those people had to reinvent themselves. We try not to not to let anyone go. But when it comes to to uh, business model, the main business model and revenues and teachers and students, then no, when people were confined at home, then they had more time. You know, when you're alone with yourself then you don't have uh, <laughs> you don't have any other escape but to start actually becoming a little existentialist asking questions about life you're out of the rut you know and you suddenly have that 
that moment of uh, of a pause where you start asking bigger questions. So no, in that aspect, of course, we we our market probably became stronger. Uh, that's that's good to hear. I mean, that's great actually. So uh, the other question I was going to ask is that you know through the entrepreneurial journey, there's a moment in time like we all grow with doubt as in are we going where we want to go are we accomplishing what we want to accomplish there's a moment where i call we have that aha moment where we realized we're doing what we're supposed to be and we're going in the right direction what was that uh, aha moment for you i think that you know um it is a good scenario if that happens uh because uh and and maybe i'm a little um little pessimistic here but my uh, my feeling is that most people at some point either uh, just um just uh, accept that what they're doing is the thing and uh, or or they may find out like myself that having built a perfect life according to the allegorical tutorial to success that we are given when we are born you know every society mm-hmm. has that tutorial that's what it means to be successful yeah. I kind of I, I achieved success, but I I felt like I was in the wrong place, and I felt very bad for feeling that. So not only did I feel bad, I felt bad for feeling bad, <laughs> which is <laughs> extra wonderful. <laughs> and that's when I took a massive sledgehammer and just destroyed everything I had built. Uh, of course, I'm exaggerating. Uh, I, I still yeah. had pieces of my previous life, but I had to reinvent myself. I actually took time off and I said, I'm going on a sabbatical. Being an entrepreneur, you sometimes can afford doing that. Uh, and I think for me, it was important um, because I grew up and up leveled a lot by taking that pause and rethinking what am i doing sometimes we do the things that we love that we are good at and i have been doing in mind valley only the things that i love that i'm good at but we sometimes lose sight of the things where we may be genius yeah well said and that's you know and again sometimes taking that sympathetical is necessary even for just mental health right yes um now i want to ask you a uh I believe my last question, which is, how do you know you've had a successful day? <laughs> I, well, success is, uh, in, in my opinion, success requires a little uh, longer time. But the, let's say if you have uh, achieved something, it is a success, obviously. For me, uh, a day can be productive. <laughs> That's usually the term I apply to days where I get really exhausted. I say, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And then I say, no, wait you have had a productive day. I have days which I have truly enjoyed. I have days when I have... Uh, had a rest, uh, and every day is a success in its own way. <laughs> well said. Once again, I want to thank you so much for uh, doing this today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, and thank you for your questions. I enjoyed them very much. Absolute pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>